even if you had that dream multiple times, even if you claim to have received revelation on it, I want you to know you can still be wrong. And that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you've stepped on the wrong path or become the wrong woman. You are not that powerful to break that promise. And I'm going to echo that again. You're not that powerful to break that promise that God has unleashed on you maritally. It's just part of the process of understanding how he speaks to you. Hello and welcome to Dating Done God's Way. I'm your friendly Christian relationship counselor, Tolu. I started this podcast after I began my journey as a single saved woman trying to navigate the dating scene in a godly way. And I've learned a ton since. Here, I share tips to make it easy for you to date in a godly way. I've watched my clients navigate the dating scene, enter godly relationships and marriages, and even step into motherhood. I want to do the same for you. I know how hard it is to be saved and dating. Trust me, I get it. And I'll be sharing tips to get you started on your own journey to your own godly marriage. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single power-packed episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow, 2022 has been quite a year, okay? And as usual, at the end of the year, I like to share lessons from godly dating. So definitely make sure you listen to my godly dating lessons from 2021. I will link it in the show notes so it's easily available to you. So these are the lessons from 2022 that I have gotten from just listening to you all, hearing your experiences, working with clients in the Dating to Marry program and in the Wife and Waiting group and group coaching program that I want to break down so make sure you definitely listen to this, take some notes, because I'm sure it will help your dating process. So let's get started. First thing I want to talk about is the fact that you don't have to be perfect to meet your husband. Because here's the thing, your husband isn't going to be perfect. He has, he's going to be a man that has his own personal problems, just like you are not perfect and you have your own personal problems. So I'm not sure why we assume that the process would be perfect because if you're imperfect, he's imperfect. That obviously means that the process is not going to be perfect as well. This may seem basic, but it changes the approach you have when you are in the dating scene when you start to accept and understand this. Because you could meet your husband in the most unexpected ways, in the most unexpected places. It is pleasantly imperfect, and you should learn to lean into that experience and stop fighting against, against it. It is in this imperfection you'll get perfectly positioned in the spirit to manifest in a way that allows you to step into the realization of your marriage emotionally, mentally, and physically. Now, I also want you to know that your husband may be somebody that you have no clue about. You probably wouldn't know him when you meet him. You probably wouldn't have any clue who he is. You may have even met him. You have no idea what he looks like. He may be that friend or that colleague or that stranger. Point is, he could be anyone. So allow yourself to choose. What I mean here is you have options, okay? You have options that are available to you through the process of dating. I know a lot of saved women date with a scarcity-based mindset, and that is literally at least 50% of your problem, at least. You're dating based on a scarcity-based template. And this isn't just thinking that you could only marry one man. It's also thinking that the conversation is expected to go only one way. Or oh, if I say that, you know, I want to get married and he doesn't respond in an affirmative way, that means he's not my husband. That's the problem with a scarcity-based mindset. It seeps into every area of the dating process. It could be that, oh, you know, you are 
finding yourself in situations where you're assuming certain conclusions that you haven't discussed with this person because you have a scarcity based mindset. So it's either A or it's it's either A that's a yes or it's a B that's a no. And that's not how dating works. That's not how abundant mindset works. There are multiple options when you think abundantly. So choose based on an abundance-based mindset. Choose for substantial qualities, not surface-level expectations. And that's another thing scarcity-based mindset encourages in disguise. You will find that you're dating based on surface-level expectations. You assume because he goes to church, he must be your husband because he has certain spiritual qualities that you haven't been able to prove. You assume because he says he wants to get married, he's serious. You assume because he has a, a job, then he's financially stable. That is all, those are all symptoms of scarcity-based thinking. And that's not how dating abundantly practically works, which is why we take it very seriously with our dating to marry clients in breaking away from that pattern of thinking and approaching the dating process because it limits the way you experience the dating scene. Now, I also want you to understand godly love is not the same as worldly love. So what I mean by this is the love that you're going to experience in your marriage may not be any, may not be able to, you may not be able to, pardon me, relate it to any love that you have experienced before because in past relationships, maybe you've experienced toxic love. Maybe you've experienced loss, assumed it was love. Maybe you've experienced infatuated love. Not everyone meets their husband and it's an instant attraction. I want you to understand that. Forget what you see in the movies and the books and the blogs. It's not an actual reality. Not everyone knows the second they meet their spouse. Some people, does it happen? Absolutely. But not everyone falls in love immediately. It can be gradual. You can start as friends and then end up becoming more intimate. So don't block that guy just because you don't feel an instant connection. Don't block that possibility just because you're not falling head over heels immediately. Allow the opportunity to explore. You may grow into loving that person. Godly love is focused more on substance, not infatuation. It has a baseline that is focused on growth. So don't expect it to feel the same way as your toxic relationships where you fell in and out of love in toxic cycles, or maybe you genuinely fell in love with someone and for whatever reason, it didn't work out, it wasn't reciprocated. I want you to know that godly love gives multiple opportunities. The hardest relationship can be the healthiest one you could have, especially if you've been in toxic cycles of dating and you have no idea what healthy love looks like. It could also be confusing if you're looking out for a fairy tale because that is not real life. Your love story may not look like a fairy tale. But that's why it's yours. It's your reality. I really want you to grasp this because it's important that you understand falling in love with a person can happen gradually. So don't assume that, oh, if I'm not getting butterflies in my stomach immediately, I'm going to cancel this person. If I'm not getting the same level of attraction I had with my ex, with this person upon instant contact, they are not my spouse. No, give room, give opportunity for it to happen. Of course, if there is no line of attraction whatsoever, that's a completely different story entirely. What I am saying is do not have one form of expectation when it comes to how your love story is going to play out. It can limit the way you experience dating. Now, in Dating to Marry, we walk clients through the process of detailing their dating habits. So it's easy for them to know what love looks like for them specifically. But I want you to start thinking about this in the context of how it applies to you. Now, speaking about personal application when it comes to your dating habits, you will make mistakes as you date. This is a fact. It is inevitable. Accept it. 
you will be walking and working through your mistakes. And that is... Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right man, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. Fine. Okay. Once you accept this, you'll be open to experiences instead of having unmet expectations. Part of the reason you're struggling as you date is because you're trying to control the narrative. You're trying to control the experience and inevitably creating expectations that are unrealistic and unmet. But when you let go and lean into the dating process, you realize you get to actually experience the dating scene. This is why in Life in Waiting, we encourage our sisters to share. Now, Life in Waiting is our group coaching program where we show women of faith how to date likewise with our curriculum and with our group coaching calls. So they know their mistakes are unique to them. That's why we encourage the accountability that we provide in the sisterhood. That's why Iron Sharpens Iron Force 2717 is our watchword. Now, I know you think your mistake has only happened to you, but trust me, whatever that mistake is, it's more common than you think. It's more common than you think. So don't assume it happens only to you. Don't get yourself stuck on it. Don't pine over it. Get over it, move on, you know, God has forgiven you, forgive yourself and understand that making mistakes is part of the process of dating. I also want you to understand it's important that you vet and qualify men as you get to know them. I've definitely seen through the course of this year, a lot of single men don't know how to vet and qualify men as they date. This is one of the foundational pillars that we explore in the Dating to Marry program where I work with you on a one-on-one basis to understand how to vet and qualify men so that you are dating to attract men you can actually marry. Now, vetting simply means checking if someone is right for whatever job it is, in this case, right for the role of being your spouse and your long-term partner. Qualifying is all about choosing from the vetted options who is the right fit. So in other words, you qualify from the pool of who you have vetted. Both need to be going on as you date. I walk the intermarried clients through this process as well as wife and waiting sisters because it is crucial to do both as you're dating so you're not wasting your time, you're using the right filters, you're clear on exactly how the relationship is progressing and if it is in alignment with your goals long-term for partnership. Okay, so I also want you to know you can be safe, sexy, and sensual. You can be safe, sexy, and sensual. I'm a strong advocate of this because I've realized a lot of safe women think they have to sacrifice their femininity to step into the full realm of their relationship with God. Sis, you can be all of the above. God has no problem with you being sensual and sexy. He just changes the way you express it. A sexy woman doesn't have to be naked. She can be confident. She can be very expressive about her beliefs. She can be grounded. You don't have to be, you know, exposing yourself inappropriately to be considered sexy, sensual, and attractive. There's nothing wrong with being saved, sexy, and sensual because the way you express it will inevitably change when you come to the face. God shifts the way you show up in the physical space of your relationships by working on your spirit. I'm sure you've experienced in your own personal life, there are certain things 
that you are no longer comfortable doing. There are certain places that you may not feel peace going. You're more in tune and attuned to your spirit man. And this is why I tell all my clients that you can be both. You can, you can be saved, sexy. You can be sexy and sensual. The, the truth is being a saved woman is an identity. It doesn't mean that it's going to it, it, it's going to separate you from your individuality. It is an identity that speaks into your individuality and changes every area of how you experience life, including how you show up sensually and sexually. And this is why a lot of saved women, even when they enter into their marriage, they struggle with their femininity because they suppressed it. And what I tell clients and show them how to do is, to, is learn how to unleash it in a way that complements your faith, okay? You don't have to sacrifice who you are to become who God has called you to be. You just have to step into it fully and let the Holy Spirit walk you through this process. He will remove anything in you that is not of Him, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are sacrificing your identity. Your identity changes. There's a difference between there's a difference between um, growing and maturing and completely becoming a different person. Okay, yes, you know, you're dying to the flesh every single day in the faith, but that doesn't necessarily mean, and it doesn't particularly mean that who you are as a person is going to be so fundamentally shifted that who you were before you came to Christ is no longer able to express itself. So if you love music before the faith, you are still going to love music after the faith. It's just the way you experience music will be different. The way God uses that gift will be different. If you love fashion before, you're still going to love fashion after, but the way that shows up will be different. So I don't know why it is assumed that if you were very comfortable in your sexuality and your sensuality before, they somehow come into the altar to die instead of coming to the altar to be transformed, which is why, you know, this year we were particularly vocal about making sure that saved women knew that you can be sexy and sensual. You don't have to sacrifice your identity because you're coming to Christ. If anything, he takes your identity, he gives you a new one. And through that process, he transforms who you are as a person. Okay. And that transformation in itself is important. It's crucial to understand because it will literally shift how you define sexiness and sensuality. You will find that areas that you considered sensual and sexual before, you have a different experience in those areas. You have a different perspective. Right. I think I said enough on that point. Let's move on. You may have, you may be in a space where you're questioning your decisions. And that's because you don't have all the answers. You don't. And it's fine. I know God spoke to you about your marriage, but it doesn't mean he told you the exact man or the exact year you'll get married. Even if you dreamt about it, sis, even if you had that dream multiple times, even if you claim to have received revelation on it, I want you to know you can still be wrong. And that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you've stepped on the wrong path or become the wrong woman. You are not that powerful to break that promise. And I'm going to echo that again. You're not that powerful to break that promise that God has unleashed on you maritally. It's just part of the process of understanding how he speaks to you. It's like if you're talking to a friend and this friend mentions jam, but you had eggs. And later on, she asked you about the jam that she had mentioned that she wanted you to get for her. And you said, oh, I thought you mentioned eggs. I got you eggs. That's just an opportunity for you to get to know her better. It doesn't mean that you made a mistake to the point where the friendship is ruined. It doesn't mean that the friendship somehow cannot proceed or progress. It just means now you understand each other better. So when you think she mentions eggs, you confirm that she is not saying jam. It's the same way just because you made a mistake, you kind of had 
uh, uh, what I say, an oopsie. In other words, an accident in thinking, oh, I thought this is what God was telling me. It doesn't mean that you walk away in anger, resentment, you're upset. No, that's just, that's that, that wouldn't be progressive. Think about if every misunderstanding in your life ended up with the relationship ending, then you would literally have no relationships in your life. It's just an opportunity for you to get to know God better, understand the way he speaks to you and see where you need to sharpen yourself spiritually and where your vulnerabilities are. So you don't have all the answers, but you definitely do have that relationship with him. And he will provide you with the process. You just have to lean into it, trust him, and allow yourself to grow through those experiences. Now, I also want you to understand dating happens in seasons. You may discover you're in a hidden season. Literally, no one is seeing you, no matter what you do, where you are. It's not like there's anything wrong with you. Just no one is coming up to you. Or you may be in a space where you're being approached by the wrong men. You definitely need to work on your patterns there. You don't know which man to take seriously. You definitely need to work on understanding what is important to you. Or you may meet some great men, which is which is fantastic. You just have to learn the ability to choose and what commitment looks like for you to be able to step up to the altar and step into marriage, which is what I showed in to my clients how to do on a one-on-one intimate level. But I want you to understand you can choose and there is abundance available to you in choosing and dating process, okay? Now, speaking about choosing, you don't have to go on a date with every man that shows interest. Hold on a second. Ready to date your own husband? If you are, I'm here to walk and work with you through the process of dating strategically and practically using scripture to vet the right way to step into marital alignment easily. Dating to marry sessions are tailored to make your dating journey easy and aligned with your own unique marital calling. To become a dating to marry client, check the show notes for the link to apply to our program. Feel free to send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com. That's tolu at tolufalode.com, titled Dating to Marry Application. And I'll be glad to share the link to apply as well and answer any questions you have about the dating to marry process. I look forward to reviewing your application. Just because you're talking doesn't mean you have to go on a date. If you're not ready, don't go. If you are, go ahead. You can choose. You don't have to have all the answers before going on the date. You don't have to have all the answers even after going on a date. Just allow yourself to lean into that experience and allow it to naturally unfold. Now, I also want to mention it's important to let him earn your exclusivity. This doesn't mean make it hard. This doesn't mean play hard to get. This doesn't mean act like you don't like him. It just means make sure that that commitment, that level of exclusivity is earned. Earning exclusivity means allowing yourself to be pursued in a manner that is in alignment with your desire for marriage. So this means you're not entertaining every time they can hurry that ghost on you. It means that you have natural filters in place to make sure that you are not would I say wasting your time in the wrong conversations? That is with men that have actively shown you consistently that they are not serious. They're just trying to be sexually intimate with you, financially abuse you, emotionally frustrate you. So earning exclusivity means you don't give it till it has been earned, it has been proven, it has been shown with consistent patterns. It means you don't commit before you're ready, even when it does show up in a way that shows you this man is serious. It's, he still has to earn it. You don't go on dates you don't want to, you don't become his girlfriend if you're not ready for that step. You don't agree because you felt coerced to it because you felt he's such a great guy. You have to learn to start taking a stand for 
what exactly you want your dating experience to look like. And I get it. There's a lot of unlearning here as well, which is what I actually do with my clients in Dating to Marry. And I do on a group coaching level in Wife and Reading. There's a lot of unlearning for women here, unlearning the fact that you have to give in, that you have to seek permission and learning instead to be active instead of passive in your dating experience. You are equally responsible for how your dating experience plays out, Okay. Now, stay positioned and let him pursue. When you're positioned, pursuit becomes inevitable. Let me give you an example. Say you're in the legal field. I'm a lawyer, so I I always like to use legal examples. Say you're in the legal field and you have a few years experience working with corporate clients and you're well-known in this niche for your style and your skill. You will have offers. That is a fact. Companies will approach you, trying to poach you, trying to court you with specific offers because you are known in that space. Even your company will value you and your skill set because they appreciate the level of detail you bring to the work and the credibility you give to their organization. They will reward you with certain perks and merits to ensure you stay with them because you've positioned yourself in that space as a star same way as you date you have to start leading with your value this is literally one of my favorite dating to my sessions because i work with clients on showing them how to position themselves in a way that allows them to be pursued by the right men simply by understanding the concept of leading with their own unique values so when you start leading with your value simply being leading with qualities that make you naturally resourceful make you naturally um the star so to speak in the spaces you show up in you naturally start to attract men of equal caliber and quality. And I also want to mention, this is the next point. As you can see, this year is definitely we're having a longer conversation um, because, you know, through the course of working with clients and just learning about your dating experiences through our Instagram page, Find the Flame and WIW Tribe, I've seen that there are certain areas that you definitely need to adjust to have a different dating experience circling into 2023, right? And one of these areas I'm about to mention to you is when he's right for you, you will be clear about the fact that he's the, he's one of the possibilities of men you can commit to. I'm very careful with that phrasing because I want you to know that even when there are right men, you don't have to commit to just one right man. You get to choose what that right man from you looks like from a pool of right men. You will be clear about it based on how he shows up in your life. There won't be confusion or chaos from him. That much will be clear. He will also bring out parts of you that God wants to prune. This is where you may be a bit conflicted. This is where you may feel a bit stretched. This is where it may be a bit chaotic in your spirit because God is working on you in that area. It doesn't mean that this man is wrong. It just means that God is trying to get you to see areas that you definitely need to grow in. Okay, this is why in Wife and Waiting and Dating to Marry, we work with clients on understanding what the pruning process looks like pro- proactively and practically so that they are able to recognize it instead of running from it because the solution is not to run from it. That's why I said not every red flag means that you should stop dating that person because we all have red flags. You can't tell me that you don't have certain areas people in your life are not particularly pleased about in terms of your personality. Everyone has red flags. It's just important to understand what that red flag means when it shows up in a relationship. Now, you also have to start actively dating again and stop looking for excuses. 
I'm not really bothered by the fact that you work a very high demanding job. Dane's married work with professional women in, in demanding career paths, but our clients have still been able to create a dating roster, a rotational pool of men. Our clients have still been able to step into marriages and wife and waiting the same thing. Our clients have still been able to experience the sisterhood, to learn from the community, to be able to use our curriculum to serve them in their dating. So it is not an excuse. Your professional path is definitely not an excuse. Get out there and meet people. I'm very clear about the fact that I said meet people. I'm not just talking about meet men because truly and honestly, you don't know how you're going to meet the right man. Just meet people. Make the time. Mingle. It will make the process of knowing your spouse easier and it will also make you more perceptive and social. This is why I encourage my clients to mingle, to go out there because they learn a lot about themselves and, you know, of course, about your dating process through this experience, as you will as well. I also want you to start learning how to date based on quality, not quantity. Now, let me say this. If you are tired, take a break. That's fine. You can still meet your husband even when you are not going out. You can be out of a toxic relationship today and meet your man tomorrow because there's no predictability about this thing. That's why I call it a spiritual timeline. It's all about seasons, like I've previously mentioned. Things in the spirit operate based on seasons because when you are dating, it's important to understand when it's your season, it will happen. You don't need to, you just need to be positioned because meeting quality men is not about location, it's about position. And I saw this confusion happen quite a bit through the course of this year, just in hearing from the Fan the Flame community and listening to you on WIW Tribe, which are our two Instagram pages on social media. Now, when you understand this, it will help you date in a healthy way and without attaching expectations to your activities. You don't start attaching the fact that you're going to the cinema because you may meet a husband or you're going to that wedding because you have a higher chance of meeting men. Don't do that. Have those experiences because you genuinely want to be in those spaces. It will help you show up with a different energy and it will definitely create an aura around you that allows you to um, experience those spaces more genuinely. Okay. When we're talking about quantity, that's when you do the opposite. That's when you start thinking, I need to go out every weekend. That's not what I'm saying. That's when you start thinking, I need to have... I need to be talking to five men at once. That's not what I'm saying either. It's all about location in that particular sense. And that's the scarcity-based mindset, which is why I definitely do not suggest that line of action. You have to start dating based on quality, not quantity. If you're going out, make it mean something. Put yourself out there. It could be going out once a month. It could be volunteering with your local community. It could be... Um, starting up a new hobby. It could be actively making time to go outside in terms of exercise, activities, hiking. Could be many things and anything. You just have to choose based on a quality-based mindset not a quantity-based one. I also want you to journal and share with God about your heart for marriage and see what he says back. That latter part is important. Don't just share here. Now, it's interesting at the end of the year in the family flame community, I really like to give Hold on a second. Ready to date your own husband? If you are, I'm here to walk and work with you through the process of dating strategically and practically using scripture to vet the right way to step into marital alignment easily. Dating to marry sessions are tailored to make your dating journey easy and aligned with your own unique marital calling. To become a dating to marry client, check the show notes for the link to apply to our program. Feel free to send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com. 
That's Tolu at tolufalode.com titled Dating to Marry Application. And I'll be glad to share the link to apply as well and answer any questions you have about the dating to marry process. I look forward to reviewing your application. Our followers a chance to share their prayers and their requests. And this year, we also give our followers a chance to share their thanksgiving. It was interesting to me because the prayers and requests that as, as at the time of this recording are still ongoing. But the thanksgiving are not even... Well, my math is terrible, but I, I am going to say they're not even up to a quarter of the prayers and requests, which tells me that there's a lot more of talking going on instead of listening when it comes to what God is trying to say. So don't just share, hear. Hear what he's saying back to you. One valuable skill we show our clients in Dating to Marry, which is my one-on-one service and wife and winning our group coaching service, how to do is to know when God is speaking to them so they can stand in their own spiritual understanding and sensitivity to God and they have a heart for understanding how to go about their dating journey and what God has to say about it. Okay, don't assume that, oh, I definitely have the answer. I don't need to ask him. A lot of you go to, and mind you, you know, I'm also speaking from my personal experience. I am actively learning to make sure that I involve God, like I said, actively in the dating process. What I mean by that is, instead of just sharing your heart with him, hear what he's saying back, give room for that space. And how you can do that is open scripture. Just be quiet for five minutes if you can't do if you if you can't do more do more um listen to worship activate his presence in your environment so that you're sensitive to what he's trying to say and the holy spirit is so interesting it could come through a song it could come through a verse i remember one time there's this particular song i love from bethel i just love this song it was a song that really spoke to me when I received my spiritual awakening, which was shortly after I lost my brother, Toba. I was in a very vulnerable space in all ramifications. And this song broke me. And anytime I still listen to that song till today. And I remember there was one time, there's a particular version. You know how there there's one song and then there are different versions of the song. But this particular song, this particular version, I couldn't find it at one point in time and I started freaking out. Um, like I said, this was shortly after I came to the faith um, and I was really trying to understand and I was just hungry. I was, I was ravenous for God, let me put it that way. In a way that... I'm sure you can relate to when you first came to the faith, like a like a newborn, like you're like everything is just is just new in a very in a very uh, uh, what I say it's strange but it's also curious way, right? So I was looking for this song, I was freaking out that I couldn't find it because it had the ability to make me really connect with God like that. So what happened was I asked the Holy Spirit. Um, I just told him I really need this song. I can't find this song. And I found it. Within minutes of asking him, he just kind of downloaded to my spirit what I needed to do. I don't know whether it was checking your history of YouTube or, you know, the Holy Spirit is so interesting. He he talks to you in, he literally knows all the details of your life. Let me put it like that. So he can say something like, oh, just circle back upstairs. You know where you're always sitting in the in the sitting room. Or he can say, Oh, just go to that YouTube channel or go to your YouTube page because, you know, you're always listening to YouTube. Or, oh, go to your desk. You know, you're always sitting on your desk, which is interesting to me because it means he's constantly there, right? So anyway, he told me to do one of those things and I found the song and I was so happy. Point I'm trying to make here is God has a lot to say to you. 
Right. So make time for that communication, make time, make opportunity for that. Um, and he cares about everything and anything that concerns you. So talk to him about it. He will definitely have something to say to you about it. Um, and the beautiful thing about this experience is you could just be minding your business and he randomly just drops a message to you. It feels like it, it's, it just feels like conviction. And um, I was sharing this with my wife and waiting sisters in one of our group coaching calls. Sometimes he talks to you through parables, which is using your life literally as it is happening as an example of a point he wants you to get. So yeah, definitely journal. That is a very valuable point I want you to take from this podcast episode. And then I'm going to end here with this final lesson. You have your own equation to happiness. What I mean by this is your path is personal to you. You can be happy. You have the resource for that to happen. If, for instance, I'm going to um, use an example of, say dating is the number four, or rather, no, dating is wrong. Say marriage for you is the number four, right? Someone may get there by adding two plus two, which we all know is four. Someone else may get there by adding three plus one, which is also four. Someone else may decide they don't like addition. They prefer subtraction and get there by subtracting five from one, which is still four. Someone else may decide they don't like either. They want to multiply and decide to do two times two, which is also four. Point is, your marital equation is yours. Figure it out. And dating is where you figure it out. Point is, when you're trying to figure it out, you will definitely get a solution. You will get closer to that four. So yeah, definitely make sure that you listen to this episode again. And if you want to get more resources about going about your dating process, check our show notes. I have linked how you can work with me on a more personal level with your dating experience. And happy 2023 in advance. I will see you in the new year. Hold on a second. Ready to date your own husband? If you are, I'm here to walk and work with you through the process of dating strategically and practically using scripture to vet the right way to step into marital alignment easily. Dating to marry sessions are tailored to make your dating journey easy and aligned with your own unique marital calling. To become a Dating to Marry client, check the show notes for the link to apply to our program. Feel free to send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com. That's tolu at tolufalode.com, titled Dating to Marry Application. And I'll be glad to share the link to apply as well and answer any questions you have about the Dating to Marry process. I look forward to reviewing your application.